Welcome to Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies with John Balserac. John has been in the financial services industry for over 20 years and has dedicated his business career to helping families accomplish their financial goals by focusing on their core values, which involve balance and clarity of all four asset classes, financial, intellectual, social, and human. Contact John Balserac at 888-949-7475 or on the web at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. And now here's John to help you create lifestyles and build legacies. And welcome back to another show of Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. I'm your host, John Balzerak, with A4 Wealth Advisors and my co-host, Tony Shore. We want to thank you all for tuning into our show today, which is called Protecting Your Retirement from Boomerang Kids. So while saving for retirement and providing for your children are two hallmarks of personal finance, there's obviously an ongoing debate on which of the two is more important. And this becomes especially true when children are older. So for those of you who do not know what boomerang kids are, they either return to live at home with you or they're still being supported by you financially away from the home. And according to a recent Time Magazine study, 70% of parents pulled spent up to $5,000 a year supporting an adult child. So while your intentions may be noble, the need to support your adult children can dramatically, dramatically impact your retirement plans. And I know, Tony, we've talked about a lot of, you know, these curveballs like inflation, uh, healthcare costs rising, the possible need for long-term care. I don't think we've talked about, uh, you know, protecting our clients' money or retirement from boomerang kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's we haven't, and it's such an important topic. I'm glad you brought this one to our attention today. And thanks once again, John, for having me on your show. I always learn a lot. And this topic today, this is a very current, very timely topic. Uh, we're starting to, we're just now starting to hear more and more about this issue. And it kind of goes hand in hand with student loan debt, which, uh, you know, people ages 60 and over actually have the largest majority of student loan debt. And you'd think, why would seniors have the majority of student loan debt? Well, it's because they either co-signed for their kids or they may have went back to school. So, um, you know, if you're paying for your kid's college, that's one thing, and you're going to help pay that off. That student loan debt is amazing. But uh, we're seeing so many kids graduate from college. These are young adults, not kids, but um, they gra- they're adult kids and they can't get a job with enough money to pay, you know, uh, to create a living for them or start, let alone start a family or pay off that huge student loan debt. So um, I wanted to ask you, John, why do you think it's important for parents to consider their retirement needs before the needs of their adult children? Well, Tony, it's obviously a great question uh, to get the conversation rolling. You know, society, in my opinion, has largely satirized the boomerang generation, and it's important to consider, you know, how providing your adult children might be anything but a joke. And, you know, the Pew Research Center found that the number of young adults living at home 
rose to 36% in 2012. Can you believe that? Yeah, and it's only gone up since then. That's just the last time they did that study. Yeah, I mean, that's one in five kids that still live at home and don't pay rent or expenses. Um, you know, and you know, if you're listening out there today, you know, you might be saying, well, that's my kids. You know, and, I, and I've even had a lot of clients, Tony, that they say, you know what? I've got my adult kids moving back in and I'm, I have my, my aging parents that are now in their 90s and they're in. So they're like they're, they're in the sandwich. They're taking care of their adult kids and their parents. Yeah, that's what's called the sandwich generation and the the boomer, the baby boomer generation that are tire, retiring right now. At, you've mentioned this before. At what, 10,000 baby boomers a day are retiring? Yeah. Some say it's even as high as 11, but... Um, well, that's true, too. There you go. There's a lot that aren't counted. So, and so they're in that sandwich situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what what are some of the reasons that... Uh, um, that, you know, people need to, I would assume, uh, people should put their own needs before their kids, but it is their children. That's hard, easier said than done. What are some of the reasons though, that you see for kids coming back home and moving back home? Kids today just seem lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You just went there. Wow. I'm not going to say that. That's, that's, that's too boilerproof or too, too macro positioned, I would say, but I right. don't know. I do feel like today there's been a lot of entitlement thinking for our for our younger sure. and our youth. Sure. You know, people think that college should be free and this should be free and that should be free. Well, if you look at Venezuela or you look at Greece or any of these countries, Spain, that have just been giving out all these freebies, everything collapses because it just can't support itself. And right. Uh, a lot of these uh, younger kids are moving back home. Uh, you know, some obviously can't find a job, and I get that. If you can't find a job, it's difficult. Um, and then, of course, kids go off to graduate school, and they seem to have no other option if they can't find a job to move back with mom and dad. So it's not just the kids are lazy or, or feel entitled. There, there is a lot of that out there, but sometimes sure. there's just no place for them to work and get a meaningful job for what they're educated for. And, you know, like you said, having big student loans and debt. Uh, and, this, of course, we have this stagnant unemployment rate, uh, you know, between ages of 16 and 24. It, they say it's over 12 percent, Tony, 12 yeah. percent. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people, they drop out of the workforce and that that number gets skewed about the number. It could be maybe even as high as 15 to 20 percent. So I think without a stable source of income to rely on, Many young adults are coming back to live with their parents to eliminate the burdens of paying rent, paying utilities. Uh, their, their parents apparently still feed them. They can eat. Um, so, you know, I, I get it, you know. And um, it's definitely make, made it a very challenging landscape because their parents may have saved their whole life. And now they're digging into their savings or retirement savings to support their kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, do you have clients you've come across that may have encountered hardships when planning for their retirement because of this, because of additional expenses caused by their boomerang adult children? Absolutely. Uh, You know, we do have clients who have faced a financial planning dilemma that is related to their children coming back back to live with them. And, you know, while all children are an expense, it becomes increasingly difficult to provide for them into adulthood. You know, while also trying to prepare for retirement themselves. It's a double-edged sword. So, you know, sometimes these parents, Tony, aren't only offering their children a a place to stay, 
but they're covering other living expenses as well. Well, yeah, and like I said earlier, you know, it's 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 easier to it's easy to say, hey, you got to give them tough love and tell them no way. If you live here, you have to pay rent. You have to have a job, and that's what I'm going to tell my kids. But that's easier said than done. And you know, when it comes to actually being faced with that with their own kids, I I do have sympathy for parents because. It's hard. You love your children and you want to do whatever it takes to help them. But at the same time, you're not really helping them if you're not charging them rent and, and that, you know, making them get a job. Right. That's a great point, Tony. I even thought about you should become a boomerang parent <laughs> and you should tell your kids to pay you. <laughs> I'm think I, I we tell them all either either get a, <laughs> you've got either got to get a great high paying job or marry rich. That's what I that's tell right. my children. So. But, you know, all kidding aside, all kidding aside, um, you know, they're covering their car payments, uh, credit card payments. You know, in a July 2014 survey by American Consumer Credit Counseling found that more households provide financial assistance to adult children than support for elderly parents. Uh, Among those parents who are helping their kids, 41% pay for transportation costs. 57% 57% Tony pay household bills, 24% pay for student loans. So, you know, these parents are spending more on their kids and less on themselves, making the risky decision of putting off their retirement and, you know, pu- pushing it back till 70, 75, I mean, 80. And I'm all for helping my children, you know, hopefully, you know, getting a, the best education possible, even though I paid for a lot of my own college, probably 70% I paid for. Sure. And I think, you know, that my parents could have paid for all of it, but when they held back and maybe only paid for 30%, I wasn't going to fail out or drink myself out of out of uh, college the first semester because I was paying for it. Right. So I think that they, they stripped away that entitlement feeling right away. And I was doing a work-study program. I got scholarship money for playing lacrosse. And... Um, and I also worked at some of the local bars and restaurants to, to subsidize, and I took out student loans. So I think that it gave me a sense that I, I better get done in four years and, you know, take seriously because this is my money that I'm spending. Sure. You know, I think I think giving away or offering people free college is a complete disaster. Uh, you know, you, you, to me, you're not going to honor something that it takes nothing to get or nothing to garner. Yeah, that's so, true. You, you're right in the fact that I would worry then about students taking it seriously and the dropout rate going through the roof at that point because... I mean, it, it would put Animal House in a whole new level, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't want it to just be about um, partying. They're there to learn, and I think they will take it more seriously if they have some stake in the game. Now, do you think this has always been a problem, boomerang kids, or or why is it does it seem like it's just now becoming a popular concern? You know, I don't think helping kids is anything overly new. I mean, because of the social, economic, and cultural factors present in America today, Tony, boomerang kids seem to be much more prevalent. They just do. I don't know if parents today feel like they should do more for their kids. I mean, I, I know that we have good friends, Anya and I, and we, we go over to their house and we can't even get in the front door because they've got so many toys, you know? Um, and I think that may just progress all the way through life. So back in 2007, Tony, the number of adults living at home had stayed at a constant 32%. But in 2012, they did that Pew report, uh, it revealed that the new number had climbed to as much as 36%. 
of millennials living at home. So obviously it's increasing and that marks a growing trend with the highest amount of adults living at home in over four decades. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, what do you think has been the, the biggest repercussion or problem created by this shift? I think the parents' finances have taken a, a serious hit from this cultural shift, especially the funds they need for themselves. And, you know, when it comes down to parents deciding whether to support their adult kids or fund their retirement, parents are choosing to sacrifice some, and in even some cases, all of their retirement plans. Uh, and, you know, it's either one or the other. And I've seen people that they've sacrificed a lot for their kids. Yeah. So, you know, there's only so many ways you can split up a dollar, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, that that is so true. Well, you know what? We're almost out of time for this first segment of the show today, John. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners before we take a quick break? Uh, you know, I always advocate on all of our shows and all of our workshops that people get a second opinion analysis. I think it's so invaluable because you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know what kind of fees you might be paying in your portfolio. You don't know what kind of performance you could be getting versus relative to other money managers. You don't know if you're paying too much in tax. Uh, you don't know how much risk you could be taken or not you know, be taken. So this, in addition to all the things that we're talking about on this show, having economic disciplines, you know, not spending too much money on your children, you know, getting them a start in life, but not supporting them. You know, all these come down to critical financial decisions um, that professional trusted advisors can help walk you through so that you're making the right decisions and so that you can support yourselves in retirement. So and for all of you out there uh, that need to get a second opinion analysis, please call us today toll free at 1-855-260-7361 or you can look us up on the web at www.a4wealth.com. That's letter A, numeric number four, wealth.com. Again, call us today at 1-855-260-7361. We would love to give you a complimentary second opinion analysis. All right. Well, thank you so much, John. And listeners, stay tuned to learn more coming up right after these messages. Do you ever wish you had an owner's manual to help you address and plan for retirement? Well, now you do. Hi, my name is John Balzerak, author of Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies, A Roadmap for Financial Independence. If you're like most of my clients, having access to a retirement roadmap could help ease financial concerns and better prepare you for retirement. Creating Lifestyles, Building Legacies will help give you the foundation you need for a successful retirement. Simply call 888-949-7475 or visit us at www.a4wealth.com to receive a complimentary copy today. And welcome back to Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies with myself, your co-host, Tony Shore, and as always, our host, the main man, John Balserzak from A4 Wealth. And John, the title of our show today is Protecting Your Retirement from Boomerang Kids. And you've been telling us about how a lot of parents are having to deal with their adult children moving back home, which could put their retirement plans at risk. So uh, diving right back into this topic uh, where we left off our last segment, how much do you think this boomerang trend is affecting these parents compared to maybe their counterparts who don't have children to support? You know, it, it certainly makes a difference when it comes to retirement. 
uh, Tony, you know, in a recent study uh, from Hearts and Wallets, they found that those over 65 years old with financially independent adult children were twice as likely to be retired than their counterparts still supporting adult children. Well, no shocker there. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if, if you're spending your retirement money on them, then you're not going to be able to stay retired, right? Right. Unless you just have millions and millions of dollars. So that statistic is obviously going to speak for itself. It does, but it's important to note that it is a serious problem and that, you know, by doing that, you're putting yourself at a huge disadvantage when it comes to being able to retire. So uh, what are what are some tips you might have for our listeners out there on how they can avoid this situation? You know, Tony, I would consider starting by cutting the financial cord as early as reasonably possible. You know, I joke about becoming a boomerang parent, but my wife and I were starting to do that, you know, around the house, you know, um, you know, making our kids do chores, making them take personal responsibility and letting them know that they have to go earn their way. If they if they want a certain toy, I tell them that they got to go earn it. And, you know, you're going to laugh at this. My, my son, John, is six. He was out on the front lawn the other day selling rocks. Okay. <laughs> you're you're going to love this. Of course okay? he was. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I think either our neighborhood or the good hearts of the people in our neighborhood, they just saw him. You know, here's this entrepreneurial kid. And he had some cool rocks. I got to admit it. Um, but he made, I don't know, $10, $15 oh in a couple hours. Gosh. I might, you might, you might go home tomorrow to see me in your yard selling rocks. <laughs> but you know, the, but that we told him, you know, if you want that that toy at Target that bad, then you need to go earn it. And if he breaks a toy, then he also needs to pay for it. He's six. Wow. Um, you know, I I see parents that you know they just do so much for their kids, and it's no wonder. I'm not going to say it's the parents' fault, but a lot of times it is that they have this entitlement mentality. And that's not how life works. Uh, if no one's generating revenue and everybody's on the take, I'm sorry, you're going to have a house of cards. Yeah. So, you know, family financial experts agree that at some point between the ages of 18 and 22 years old, your adult children should be actively trying to provide for themselves. And, you know, I talk about my son, John, at six. I, I think I had my own landscaping business uh, in the sixth or the seventh grade. And then I worked all through high school at a, at a sporting goods store. I think it was called Herman's Sporting Good. When I was in college, I bartended and I worked at a restaurant. I did work study. I mean, so really, I've been working, I want to say, probably since the seventh grade. Um, yep, and I have And that too. gave me, yeah, that gave me, and you think about it, a lot of successful people have. And, and I didn't mind working. I liked having my own money. But it taught me not to ask other people for something that I didn't deserve. And, and then... It also taught me that if I was going to spend my money, I was going to watch my money because I knew what it took to earn it. It wasn't given to me. Right. And, you know, this isn't a lesson on psychology today on our show, but I just think that this this is something that we need to nip in the bud, you know, just yeah. like runaway government spending. Sure. I mean, if you had a teenager, Tony, that had your credit card and every day they just ran up the maximum balance and you kept paying it off, whose fault is it? Right. Well, my, my teenagers are never getting my credit cards. So <laughs> they have, they have but, the, you, but you understand. I mean, that's own. like Congress, honestly. Yeah. They, they keep getting a, a credit card with an unlimited balance. And, you know, not to make this a political show or debate, but, you know, I think it, it starts young in our households and our kids need leadership. Our kids need leadership. They need to understand the value of the dollar. Sure. 
And, and lo and behold, we can start solving this problem. Now, you know, hopefully we can create more jobs because I do feel for folks that study, they go get a, um, a bachelor's or an MBA and they can't get work. Now, yeah. that's that's very, very tough because they they've studied, they've worked hard, they even might be paying their student loans or trying to pay their student loans back. They don't have any meaningful income. So that part I get. Yeah, I do Definitely too. need more jobs. Yeah, well, obviously. So... What kind of advice do you have for parents already in this situation? I mean, like you just said, things happen. And even to the best of us and the best parents of the best intentions or even the best college students of the best intentions, once they get out of college and they can't find work, uh, they may have to live at home. And what advice do you have for our listeners out there for the parents already in this situation who already have adult children living with them? You know, for those listeners out there with adult children, um, you know, there comes a time when you need to be honest with yourself and you, you have to consider whether your assistance is helping or hindering your child's emotional and financial growth. Uh, you know, don't be an enabler. Um, you know, my kids, they put up a fit when I say no. But if you don't hold your ground and you give in, you're an enabler. So understandably, parents may not want their children to struggle as they may have as, as young adults. However, they need to realize that many of those struggles are critical to children becoming independent adults. You know, and I talked to my son, I've got two of them, of course, uh, John and Aiden. And I, you know, John's been, he's going into first grade. and He's like, dad, I struggle sometimes when I read. I said, well, John, when you struggle, you're learning, buddy. So just understand that, um, you know, learning and struggling and getting through tough times or learning about the value of money is actually a positive it's not a negative and finally i think tony that being a parent and a coach by offering emotional support and financial mentoring is important you know just because you stop assisting with finances doesn't mean you can't help with budgeting uh writing resumes or networking so there's things that you can do to support them but, you know, just cut back on constantly writing checks for everything because they, they tend to expect it if you keep doing that. Exactly. So what kind of solutions are there for parents who want to provide financial help to their adult children? You know, one option is to make a loan that serves as an advance on the inheritance that the child is to receive. So, you know, the kid would sign a promissory note with low interest and the note is due to the parents in 30 years or upon the death of the second parent. So, you know, this provides a fair way to give one child money while treating all children equally in the estate. Uh, parents can also guarantee a bank loan instead of directly lending the money, which can be useful to parents because it doesn't deplete their assets. Now, I'd be careful with that one. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I, I've been told never to co-sign. It's probably one of the few things Susie Orman and I agree upon. I shouldn't say one of the only, but... You know, co-signing, I think, is very dangerous. Yeah, it is. Um, but, but let's just say that your, your, your kid had a legitimate business opportunity or this or that, and they had a great idea, and you needed to give them some seed money. You need to have a formal uh, promissory note or loan with a payback schedule, because if you don't do that, they're going to think it's a gift. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're going to disremember, if yeah. that's even a word. Yeah. Well, so, you it's know, a real thing, that's for sure. You know, if you ever read about the Rockefellers, um, they even formed an internal family bank. So after yeah. you worked hard through school and got your, you know, your MBA or went to Harvard Business School or Wharton, if you had this great idea, you could actually go to a family meeting and they would they would treat you just like a customer at a bank. 
Yep. Now it was probably had a little bit of level on top of it, but it had, I mean, all the teeth in it that if you don't prepay the loan, we're going to repossess assets. And, 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 and the result of that was they had phenomenal fa- family success because they treated it like a business. Yeah. So I think that that's just some, some really, really good food for thought for our listeners out there today, Tony. Sure. Over the break, you mentioned a tool that can help retirees organize their important information regarding their retirement for the benefit of their loved ones. Maybe you could explain that in a little more detail. Yeah, of course. You know, we offer our clients, like I said, a a complimentary tool called the From the Heart Journal. And it comes as part of the retirement income toolkit that we provide. Uh, And the journal specifically may be beneficial uh, to the parents. It enables you to gather important details, such as uh, who would want looking after your children and where you've placed important documents, such as your last will and testament, any trust paperwork, uh, power of attorneys, healthcare power of attorneys, or other things that you need to get your hands on. So a lot of our clients have found that to be a very, very useful tool. That is excellent. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a useful one to have. Now, what about retirees who have already dug deep in their pockets to help out their adult children financially, and they're now worried about their retirement? What advice do you have for them? I think that, you know, for parents who have given a significant portion of the retirement to their kids, they have to work on filling the income gap between their baseline income and their required income. So since uh, you know most Tony of what they have given to their kids is probably coming out of their savings account, they can still find a baseline income in retirement through Social Security. Uh, but obviously, in most cases, that's not going to be enough. So I would make sure that they plan for additional income gaps that may that may need to be satisfied that most people need. Sure. And what are some ways they should go about filling that income gap? You know, there are several uh, ways that we close your income gap. Um, you know, outside of Social Security, it's 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 uh, if you have a pension plan from a company, that's an awesome way to do it. But you know, today, especially over the last fifteen or twenty years, we've seen such a phase out of pension plans that many people don't have one. So you know, in my workshops, I talk about making sure that if you're going to retire, that you can replace your income need. And after Social Security, if you don't have a pension, I would consider a fixed annuity or fixed index annuity. That can give you a steady stream of income that is guaranteed the rest of your life. And if it's in a non-qualified account, that can also grow tax deferred. And you know, just like with any investment, it's got to be right for you. You know, some offer long-term care features, but you have to understand uh, what's in your best interest. What are the fees? What are um, the surrender charges? So all those things come into play. You know, what's the claims paying ability of the company? And you need to make sure that you get full and fair disclosure and have somebody who can act as a fiduciary to solve for that. You know, I know that all of our clients that we've solved their income need, let's say it's just 6,000 a month. And let's say that's provided via social security, a small pension and an annuity. They don't worry, Tony, about the money that they have in the market. You know, because that $6,000 a month is going to come in every month. So, it, and it makes people not make bad decisions or press the panic button on the equity market side when things go wrong because the income that they have on the, on the safe money side is still coming in. So, I would say that if you haven't set up a plan like that, an income plan, but you need one, give us a call. All right. Well, that makes perfect sense. 
and we're almost out of time. So why don't you give our listeners your contact information so they can call you and set up that appointment? Absolutely. You can give us a call toll-free at 1-855-260-7361. You can look us up on the web at www.a4wealth.com. And of course, uh, we're on the radio every Saturday morning at 9.05, and hopefully you like tuning in. But we would love to have you come into our office and, and get a second opinion done. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have come in, Tony. And even those that didn't even necessarily become our clients, we put such a great perspective, a third-party perspective on their portfolio and their situation that they just thanked us unconditionally. And a lot of times we got referrals out of it. Wow. So get that, get that done. All right. Thanks, John. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. Thank you for listening to Creating Lifestyles and Building Legacies. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact John Balserac of A4 Wealth Advisors. Call 888-949-7475 or visit their website at a4wealth.com. That's the letter A, the number four, wealth.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. John Balserzak and A4 Wealth Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 